Hello everyone, Down Clarkson Podcast. Not doing introductions today. Listen to an earlier podcast, you'll get it. Uh, not even going to apologise again about this mic. You know I've moved house, my mic's in the box, you've got a rubbish mic. I get it. Really sorry there's background noise. Don't have a cup of tea, don't have a coffee. There's going to be no slurping. Right, what's this podcast about? It's going to be about baby steps, I think. Stepping stones, baby steps, not huge leaps. Right, I went for a paddle yesterday, which is nothing new. I've been paddling for 30 odd years. But I went for a paddle yesterday, it was a memorial paddle. Memorial paddle for a paddle lost to the river. A young lad called Kevin Larkin, who died on the day a number of years ago. Never knew Kevin. Yeah, I just happened to be on the river the same day. The first time I met Kevin was when I was involved in the uh, the rescue of him and the DFib and the CPR. The first time I got involved in his peer group is when I spoke to his family and the funeral. But we're a community and we're, we are... A family of paddlers and this stuff matters I'm not really going to talk about yesterday because it's not a podcast about the emotions of returning from memorial paddle there's no details but I'm happy to discuss them if somebody wants to message me and we'll talk about it I'm okay with that but it was a really nice paddle yesterday because I paddled with some friends and I didn't paddle in a big group I didn't want, I didn't feel the need to. I paddled with another friend uh, who's also lost paddlers to the river. I've been in this game long enough to uh, to not have friends that have, have gone to the river or heard of people that have been lost to the river. And it makes me sad. But yesterday, after the paddle, which was a nice paddle I had a boat that matched my helmet in colour, which was lovely. And a tea and cake made me a nice shortbread and far too many cakes. So I was looking out to go into some sort of diabetic coma, I imagine. I surfed some waves and made some nice rapids and it was alright. Went home, had a takeaway. And I got thinking. As I was scrolling through social media through the metaverse I came across post after post after post on different paddling forums different paddling groups pages whatever we call it boat lost paddle lost throw line lost if anyone sees my boat it's somewhere down this gorge I broke my boat on this rapid I've lost my paddle if anyone sees it if anyone sees my paddle can they return it and that kind of scares me A weekend of rain and these kind of posts repeat week after week, day after day, month after month. I am not saying at any point that I'm this God Almighty that's never made mistakes and broken boats on rivers or lost equipment on rivers in swims. I'm not saying that at all. Maybe I'm just follow far too many Facebook groups and see far too many posts. 
but it does kind of scare me that people go out paddling that above their ability maybe they're within their paddle ability but not in their rescue ability or their peer group is not within their rescue ability accidents happen i get it you know we're all in between swims i get it but then to leave your boat to go and down the river by itself uh not being able to find it quite often leaves mountain rescue or the police looking for a casualty that doesn't exist because casual, casualties at home are in the pub and the boat's stuck halfway down a gorge. But I'm not trying to uh, put my foot down on this because I think we all learn differently and I think some people take undue risks. Uh, I'm sure I did it when I was younger. But it does scare me the amount of uh, posts I see with broken boats and lost boats and lost paddles. Now, I don't quite know how to, as a community, we can move forward with this because people have to develop within the sport if that's what they want and they will push the grades if that's what they want. And a river that is good uh, one week may not be good the following week. Some rivers are harder with more water some are harder with less water. Some people are able to stay at a level of ability when they take a sabbatical away from paddling. Some people are not. Some people are not as self-reflective as others. I know for myself, perhaps I'm not as reflective sometimes, and other times I'm really reflective and it's probably not a good thing to do excesses on both sides about balancing somewhere in the middle but I was wondering and ruminating over the evening while scrolling through these social media feeds about what as a community we can do to help people gain skills and knowledge about where to position their ability what we can do as a community to assist in the development what we can do as a community to assist people to balance their mental skills and ability, their physical skills and ability in a boat, and their mental and physical skills and ability to deal with safety and rescue. Because you could be the smoothest paddler in the world, yet collapse when it comes to setting up rescue scenarios, because you've never dealt with that, because you've always been in a position where You've been skilled and gifted enough to guide around, to paddle around those holes and miss those pawlovers, surf those waves. You've never needed to step up and take a lead in a rescue scenario. So I was thinking as a community, how can we assess this or discuss this openly? Without blame, without shame. Because we all learn. Yesterday, as I was paddling down, I was paddling with two friends, one a really old dear friend that I've paddled extensively in the Himalayas with. He's paddled in Zambezi and Uganda and various other places around the world. And he was paddling a boat from 2003.
and after a couple of laps on the river, he got off and he's a gifted kayaker. And he got off because his back was starting to twinge because he's got a back, an old back injury. And he got off and he ate cake. Because I think he realises that to a paddle longer may have impacted on his enjoyment, his ability and that of the group. Because if he hurts his back, he doesn't paddle as well. doesn't paddle as well, he may get into difficulty. If he gets into difficulty, it compromises the group. Maybe he didn't think that at all. Maybe he just thought, oh, I really want some cake. And that's a good thing. Paddle with a, a much younger, less experienced paddler, who was one of the safest paddlers on the river. His line choices, the way he communicated with the group, through nods and winks, you know, with no big hand gestures. It was almost like we'd been paddling as, that, as a group like that for years. Uh, we, we sort of intrinsically knew how each other felt that day, I think, uh, and the moves we were all making. That was lovely. And I was paddling a boat that was 20-odd years old, maybe. Uh, brand new to me that day. I, I say outfitted. Outfitting is a strong word. Uh, I got in it in the, at the putty. I took it off a friend's roof rack, got it in the putty. Uh, yeah, fine. Uh, there was a little bit there of mitigation because I knew the boat. You know, it was I knew the river and I knew the boat, even though I paddled a boat 20 odd years ago and I've paddled it again that day. So a little bit of mitigation there. But for some people, paddling the boat that they don't know may have changed the way they interacted with the river and the peer group. But I digress. How do we as a community help people move forward or developing grades without unduly putting in positions of danger? Because there's certainly an element of risk and danger within the sport. So how do we move people forward in this in a caring and considerate way? I don't really know the answers to this. Uh, and I don't know if anybody does. And it, but it's a discussion we need to have as a community. And I think as a community, we should call it out respectfully when we see people uh, on the river making maybe inappropriate choices about equipment, about line choices on rivers, about uh, the way they're paddling sections. Maybe we should call it out respectfully. We should call it out in social media, perhaps, in a respectful way, when we see footage of people uh, claiming, and I'll put this in brackets, claiming to have paddled X grade of river, but really they just survived. Because there's a difference, isn't it, between paddling and surviving. But we're all different, and our understandings of paddling and surviving are different. You know, for some people, they will, accept, they, they will paddle a section of river and take a beating in a hole get to the safe eddy and to them that's a successful descent whereas for others they want to stay head dry to claim a successful descent at an emotional and maybe egotistical level but i don't know the answers and i'm just almost having a pub conversation with you guys about this but it is something to think about you know and like i said i don't know how to move forward but i think an open dialogue would be good it like i say it does scare me when i see people have lost boats broken boats uh, stuff like that. 
please guys if you do lose a boat on a river as many people have please tell the emergency services the police uh, that that boat is in that river or floating down that river and that you're safe because you don't want to be uh, responsible for emergency services looking for a casualty because if there's somebody sees a boat floating down people will assume that there's a swimmer with it so please let people know that it's safe similarly if it's found please cancel it and phone up the emergency services on a lighter note how cool is it that we do have access to social media how cool is it that we can see paddlers uh, the same day they do a descent that they're really proud of we see that on social media we see the smiles in videos we see the emojis used in text we can read between the lines of the commas and the semicolons when they write their statuses that's a cool thing we don't have to wait I was talking yesterday to the, my friends about the Mike Jones rally and how it went might be the first time all year you'd seen your friends and you had to wait to see you know somebody from London because you lived in the lakes but you met up on the day at the Jones but now you don't have that it's instant and that's a nice thing for a lot of, in a lot of respects it's a bad thing in some respects and uh, there's podcasts about that but I quite like that only a short podcast today because I'm going to go put the kettle on and I'm going to go out in the sun and I might even go for a run and I will do a podcast one day about running but the podcast today was about being safe and about how we gauge safety really I guess and how we gauge development and making sure that your paddling skill and your rescue skill and your emotional abilities are all sort of balanced out have a cracking day everyone you know the drill put some comments in the uh, in the comment section if you want put some comments in social media I'll answer them PM me if you want I'll answer some stuff uh, I'm not saying I'm the guru of all answers, uh, but I do have answers because they're answers to situations that I've come across myself. Uh, it's on a pod being far than this, so it's also got buy me a coffee. If you want to buy, put some money in and buy me a coffee uh, at some point, I'll buy me a coffee in real life and we can talk paddling until the calves come on. Anyhow, have a cracking day, and uh, if you're at work when you listen to this, I hope your work goes well. If you're out walking the dog, I hope the dog doesn't bark and run off the lead. Uh, and if you're just sitting in the bath, I really don't want to know about that. Right, have a good one. Toodle pips.